What's up, guys? I'm EJ. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Really excited for this show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Jared Leto makes his return as the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. This was news that was surprising to a lot of people. It certainly was surprising to me. We'll get you guys our thoughts on this casting. Also, some uh, interesting details and clues about uh, about this new universe we're going to be introduced to when we see the Batman eventually, which of course we're right now hearing is going to be spring of 2022. Some set photos uh, are revealing some things that I think will be interesting to you guys to check out. So I want you guys to uh, be on the lookout for that later in the show. Also, Michael B. Jordan signs on to produce Static Shock. We knew this was a project in development and now um, it has a producer and he's a big name producer as well. Um, he started his new um, uh, production company that will be really pushing this 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 project forward so we'll discuss that and a recent casting that we thought was pretty much confirmed now a little bit murky after the actress denies her involvement in the project we'll tell you who that was later on joining me are my co-hosts starting with shamari stewart now sham the big stories spider-man has dominated the last two shows i mean it was the last time i think i remember spider-man terms of like movie news being this entrenched into like the top of our show was during the kind of sony disney uh talks really you know like like and maybe you know leading lead up to civil war uh this is the you know in recent weeks with what are you gonna say i don't want to cut you off but i was just gonna say i thought you were gonna say the the after far from home well that too yeah that, yeah you could uh, you could say the dissolving of the talks yeah, so it's been it hasn't been often that Spider-Man has just like been guaranteed at the top, but it was in that sense uh, the last two weeks with all the news about who we may be seeing in this uh, third installment of the Marvel Sony Spider-Man MCU um, collaboration. And while you know we don't have a big Spider-Man story this week, I did think it was of no sham, and that right about it was Kenneth who was speaking, but um, but sham, I think did think it was of note that a Sony rep came out and actually made some statement on these rumors about whether we see Andrew Garfield, whether we see Tobey Maguire. And I thought their wording was interesting. First of all, their representative went unnamed. So I thought that was fascinating. And uh, secondly, their exact quote was, quote, those rumored castings are not confirmed. So, Sham, quickly, what did you make of that statement from a Sony rep saying that these uh Rumors out there that um, Maguire and Garfield are going to be part of this project. Again, the words they use are not confirmed. Um, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, and also, of course, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, you know, talk on the show with you guys. I'm happy to do the show with you guys. Um, so, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. So it could, it could be a couple of things. It's weird that they would go out of their way to say anything if this so if this was completely you know complete nonsense that was never on the table to begin with you'd think they'd say so um if this was something that was um you know completely true that they just don't want to be leaked yet you'd think they wouldn't say anything and they wouldn't respond maybe oh couldn't be reached for comment or no comment or you know whatever or something like that at that point, you'd be like, okay, so, um, you know, they're not telling us anything, but that more than likely means that we're getting something. Right. But this, 
tells me that maybe they're either trying to get them, but they haven't done anything yet, or maybe they haven't had the talks yet, or maybe these are, are kind of more whiteboard general ideas that had not even really been broached yet. So that's what this tells me, um, is that this is possibly something that they, that's still very in, in the very early um uh, discussions, which is why would I would have expected. I feel like I, I feel like I may have brought that up on our last show too. Um, but I feel like this is something kind of very early discussions kind of thing, like hypothetical. What if we can do this or that or whatever? Um, which I I mean makes sense to me. So so that's why I think this means. I, th- I think this is just telling us that they haven't really they haven't basically what they're they're saying, which is they haven't done anything yet. Nothing is confirmed yet. Um, I mean, they may have reached out to some of these, some of these, some of them already, maybe not, but nothing's confirmed yet. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a very interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, when you look at Spider-Man, obviously, um, Sony, you know, obviously is the end all be all when it comes to all the whole dealings with Spider-Man, but They've always been weird when it comes to the whole PR situation and, like, you know, their rollouts of movies are <laughs> much different than Marvel Studios yeah. in terms of secrecy and stuff. So they may not care. Yeah. You know, because that's yeah. not a Marvel. That's not a Marvel quote. Like you said, Marvel, if something's legit, they don't comment. Yeah. They're... You know, don't, don't right. say anything. Um, <laughs> so Sony's saying it has not been confirmed yet. You know, Kevin Feige's probably kicking the wall. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it hasn't been confirmed yet. What does that even mean? So, yeah, to me, that sounds like a, I don't say it sounds like a, a, a non-denial kind of confirmation, because that seems a little, it seems a little far to say it's a confirmation, but it seems, if I was at like 40% that they were both going to be in it, or at least one of them was going to be in it last week, I don't know what the number would have been, I'm probably around 60 to 75. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty confident that, yeah, I don't feel you would say that if they weren't in it. Cause it's not what's the what's the it's not like the movie's mm-hmm. not coming out for the movie's not coming out for like a year and a half. We're gonna know if they're in it. Yeah, more than likely. And I feel like if that was like I said, if that was just completely just made up, just not true, yeah. not gonna happen, they would just say. Yeah, so. you don't you don't lose anything <laughs> by saying they're not in it. In right. fact, you probably not in it. <laughs> gain you know some some equity with the fan base for being honest. You guys telling some, them they're not in some, it. Yeah, some people will be initially upset, but. You know, blame Hollywood for, you know, and blame Fandom Wire and stuff for having people run wild. But and Jamie Foxx, you know, who you casted. Um, so, yeah. Also, did you guys see the, the I, I didn't look too much into it, um, but there was some stuff about Miles Morales, um, uh, like a casting video that had come out. And I didn't see the video. Uh, some people claim it may have been some, some, you know, spoiler stuff in there. So I didn't even mess yeah, around. I about that. It come out. <laughs> for a while, but um, what I did think about when I when I when I was uh, when I saw the article that I didn't broach last week, because we really didn't talk much about Miles Morales. But the one thing I want to mention on the show was: Do we think that there's a chance that Miles Morales is not in? Do we? Uh, let me say this: Do we think that Miles Morales is in either the Garfield or the Maguire universe rather than the Holland universe, and that maybe he takes over for one of them? Mm. That I, I'll be honest. I think I don't know if anyone else has broached that. I've seen other ideas like, uh, you know, perhaps when Peter was uh, quote unquote blipped, that uh, that that maybe Miles was you know 
became Spider-Man during that time period, and right. um, and maybe people didn't know who he, didn't know he was Spider-Man, but that maybe he was out there fighting crime and he had got the powers. I didn't hear that idea that that maybe he's from one of those other Earths. And in fact, I actually would like that idea way more than you know the idea of bringing him into uh, Peter's universe because I, I do think that um, Miles's backstory is taking over for the Peter Parker that died is strong i like it you know i, I think it's it, it adds a different flavor when it's yeah, miles when it's miles being inspired by parker who's still alive and being another spider-man who's also a kid it just and oh you know technically tom holland's uh a character is now he's getting he's not old but you know he's about to leave high school uh, vet. yeah yeah so so but still like i you know i know some people have argued you know is it too early I kind of think it is compared to if you're if you're using them in the same universe. Now, if you're talking about you know there's another teenager from a different universe, and you actually incorporate some of what we uh, some of that story into um, into you know a Tobey Maguire universe or a universe with, um, with with Andrew Garfield, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and I would love that idea because uh, I think I, I feel like I could live with more of the idea of. of that Tom Holland and Miles Morales coming together, then again another kid being inspired by that Tom Holland Peter Parker. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like you could, I mean, money. If you gotta make money, you gotta make money. But you know, I'd almost be interested to see. You know, you know, with I watched Homecoming again. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I actually watched Far From Home uh, earlier this week. And you know, when you know Donald Clover says, you know, I have a nephew who lives here, and like, you know, I maybe Miles kind of taking after that kid and, and, and looking out for that young kid who's another version of him would be even interesting. So I'd, I'd be down for that. I think that that'd be really cool. Um, really quickly on uh, on the whole, you know, what's going to happen with this thing now that they're saying that it's not confirmed. I agree. I, I was surprised at how many people, and I guess, you know, when you have a disposition that, quite frankly, I had, that I, I don't really think that this is the greatest idea to have all three of these guys. Um, but when you have that disposition, I think that some people... Right, read these words and kind of leap to that thing and say, "See, see, it's it's not confirmed. It's it's not happening. It's debunked." I saw that headline go out a bunch of times, and again, I think that word usage is very important. You know, not confirmed really doesn't say anything. It says what it says, which is it's not confirmed. Just so something is confirmed doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> like that doesn't like just because it's you. Like, you're not willing to confirm something doesn't mean that it's not actually happening. I'm not saying that there's no chance that it actually isn't true. But to me, that, that to me, I agree with uh, you guys. It suggests that there there's something going on there. Uh, there's some action going on there. There's some interest. And they're just trying to figure the whole thing out. And it's not really completely solved yet. Um, be honest, I actually was a little more... The fact that they used this phrasing kind of, I was actually happy to see. Because to me, you know, they announced, or they didn't announce, but it's been, word has gotten out that, you know, production is officially underway on, you know, Spider-Man 3, whatever that title will be. Uh, I think, actually, they did announce it. I think uh, the Sony Brazil um, president had uh, said that in some sitting or some interview she did. But, uh, but to me, like, you know, if they still are working some things out and, you know, they're already in production, that tells me, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be some crazy spider-man 3 uh you know 500 characters in one movie thing maybe if you're talking about using garfield and mcguire it would be a lot more of a you know targeted scene or or targeted after credit scene or something like that like something that makes a little more sense 
then uh, to me, I think throwing them all in one movie. So I was actually encouraged a little bit by hearing this because that tells me, okay, well, they already started shooting and they're still working this out. That tells me that maybe we're not going to see these guys shoehorned in a way that's uh, that one won't give Holland the time he deserves, and two uh, won't become like just kind of this muddled mess that seems to be a money grab. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, it, it, I, it honestly, when it comes to Sony, I, I, I think clearly they're still the ones kind of calling the shots here. Um, that's the that's the that's the impression I get. I could be wrong. Maybe Marvel is like calling the shots and Sony's just like kind of pretending they're calling the shots. That could be as well. But um but that's that's just the vibe I get is that, you know, they're the point man and that Marvel's like consulting. Like the story will still be Marvel, yeah. but yeah. kind of the business of the operation is still Sony. Right. And one last thing on the Spider Man stuff before we get to the other topics of the day. Like it is funny though, like watching Far From Home again, you know, because again, I told you guys last, my girlfriend, not seen either movie. So I said, well, let's make this a project we do fairly soon because that's kind of crazy. But um, we watched Far From Home this week, and uh, I know the people, MCU, you know, there are some people who do not like the MCU Spider Man. And again, watching this movie, I totally get that. But man, that's just an enjoyable film. It's just, I don't know how you don't watch that film and just like grin. It's just a lot of great moments, the humor is great. Action's great, like uh, the, t- the twists are great. Like I don't know, I like, I, I get it's not your, it's not your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, you know, it's not your, uh, you know, your uncle Spider Man, but it it is such an enjoyable movie. I like, I'm surprised there's so, I don't think there are a lot, but there are enough people who are such vocal critics and who cannot stand the MCU Spider Mans. It's just stunning to me, considering again what we just had with the Garfield Spider-Man. Is that there are so many people like that out there. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on with the Justice League. So, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Jared Leto will reprise his role as the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League. The four-part series, which is set to debut on HBO Max next year, has been soliciting actors to return for a new round of shooting and completing unfinished uh, scenes. It brings about new questions about exactly how much of this movie will indeed be about finishing Zack Snyder's original vision for the film, which he was, of course, removed from or left, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you consider it. And Zach and Josh Whedon came in and cleaned it up. And how much of this will actually end up being an entirely new project and have new ideas that perhaps weren't going to be a part of the original Zack Snyder justly he was making before he left that project. So I'll give this one to Kendall first. Um, are you in favor of Leto's addition to Zack Snyder's Justice League? So first of all, EJ, this was a huge DC bombshell. So my first question is, what's Ray, what's Ray Fisher coming out with next? Uh, that's my question. <laughs> it feels like a lot of, uh, you know, disinformation and a lot of uh, distraction, rather. <laughs> from what Be fair, Ray, Ray Fish has been a lot more quiet recently. We gotta say that, though. Yeah, we know, haven't heard a lot from him. He's a lot, lot more calm. Where we had that huge news storm with DC, felt like every week. And we've got nothing <laughs> until now, so a little, little suspect. Um, yeah, I think you brought up an interesting question, because I know a lot of people jumping to just the excitement about, oh, wow, Joker and, and the Snyder Cut. You know, we should have given Zack Snyder the keys from day one, you know, which I think the excitement is, is legitimate. I think that this is definitely good news. But my my one take would be, 
if this, if whatever we're going to get, is this really what Snyder was going to make when, when he initially was making Justice League? I would say almost 0% chance that this was... I don't think he, Jared Little Joker was going to be in Justice League. That's my that's my handle on it. Um, doesn't matter. Probably not. I mean, they gave him more money to make a new movie. He saw what didn't work, and now he gets to go and make it himself. Um, so people didn't like. So, I mean... It's not bad news. I'll, I'll say this, Kendall, before Shamari goes. I think it does matter. Because to me, if if the whole notion behind this project is... And, I, and I've given them credit for it. Like, at the end of the day, we all got support, support creators and artists who get to fulfill their art. And get to see their vision through. Like, if you're a creative or you're an artist or you're a performer in any way or you have any kind of craft, you got to support that and appreciate that. And I agreed. And I've said that on the show multiple times. That I, regardless of what we think about this, I was happy for Zach that this he's getting to do this. But it does matter to me if you are doing what you set out, you said you were going to do, which was complete your vision for the movie that you think people were cheated out of, which is what all I heard from the uh, Zack Snyder supporters, which was, you, we were cheated out of the vision that we were supposed to get for 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 the Justice League, and it's only fair that we get to see what Zach was gonna do. You can't sell me that vision, which I agree with, and I can, you know, even if I, I don't want to necessarily see it, I didn't think it, I needed to see it because I, I didn't like where the direction was going. But I can support fans wanting to see that, and I can support the, this going through. You can't sell me that and then give me this other bag of goods. You say, actually, we're, no, Zack Snyder's not making a new Justice League and piecing together what he did before. I don't know. I think that that's dishonest. Like, I I saw this and I kind of, like, I know there's some people saying, oh, well, there were rumors that there was going to be a Joker flashback scene with the right, Batman. That's why I can't be too, uh, I can't be too uh, upset because, you know, we don't know for a fact. But Maybe we're getting what? more, but Kendall, we've been getting, and I want to get Shamari in here quickly, we've been getting more and more details about this yeah, actor showing fun. up. This person shooting this. Oh, maybe people. There's, there's people. Yeah, there's people showing up. It was just like that's that person shouldn't need and to be there. I don't. I don't know what. Way, I don't know what you need to do with Amber Heard. Right. I, the, I don't know what what that been, has to be done. The way the reporting has been, it's almost suggested. This is not. It's not anything specific that I'm mentioning, but just the vibe that I've gotten is that someone's like Snyder's like considering different options. He is. I mean, like, this isn't, this isn't like he's taking a script from five years ago or three years ago. And we, saying, we've been doing this podcast for, what, four years now? Like, yeah. like, and Shamar, you can attest to this. We, and, you know, I, of course, you know, not to tell my own horn, but I work in, in news. I, I, I read and write for a living. And you can read between the lines of articles. Like, people yeah. will write things in a certain way. And I think sometimes, the, the, uh, you know, the average American will read, you know, and they don't pick up certain things. But every time I read a Zack Snyder headline and then I read a Zack Snyder article more specifically, Sham, every time I read it, I get the impression this project is getting bigger. They're doing more. They're changing things. Like, it may not be explicitly said, but you're writing enough details around this news that keeps coming up and writing things to kind of lead the reader to say, hey, this is becoming much bigger than I think we told you guys and what we were told. Are you seeing that as well, Sham? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would so. 
and I don't I don't really blame him for that. I mean, I think it makes sense considering the budget he's being given and the and the kind of free reign he's being given. Um, so I mean, it's one of the things where it's like, why not? I tend to believe that that because I mean, this is now what is this like? Isn't it like a four hour plus whatever movie? Like, yeah, yeah, so I mean, the original four part series is going to be yeah at least four hours. I think is what we're saying. We're hearing. Yeah. So I mean, the original wasn't going to be that long. I mean, I tend, I'm, I'm, I tend to believe that there would have been some kind of extended director's cut, ultimate edition, yeah, whatever, Snyder, yeah. Snyder cut edition, whatever you want to call it, right. that probably, may, probably would have had Joker, right. you know, because he would have been like, why not, you know, you could do, you know, film some scenes with Leto, film some scenes with this one, some scenes with that one, um, but I mean, I do agree that he's, I, I think he is throwing stuff in there. Um, and I mean, I like Snyder movies. I like Zack Snyder movies. So I'm a fan of it. I want more. The, the more people that he that he can do, the better. And I think that I think he he. Um, I mean, I think he will do a good. I, I think Leto will do a good job as Joker. I I just think I, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I I, I got to go on a on a quick rant on something semi related. So when Shamari brings up. Um, uh, you know, obviously the fact that this is going to be extended and, you know, this is the cut that we're going to be getting. Mm-hmm. I think about, look, you know, obviously Zack Snyder had his own, he had his tentacles on a lot of the original DC movies. And obviously uh, Joker was in Suicide Squad, um, which obviously Zack Snyder had his hands on that a little bit. Um, is he throwing a bone to David Ayer? And the reason I say that and the rant I'm about to go on is David Ayer has been very, very vocal in the last couple of weeks about how his movie got just completely railroaded, which to me is nonsense. But he tweeted this weekend or this earlier this week, I took the hits. Somebody, I guess somebody tweeted at him something about his movie or whatever. And he was like, I took the hits like a good soldier when the studio cut uh, hit the streets. It's who I am. I watched my cut for the first time since it was abandoned. It's it is bleeping amazing. On God, I felt guilty for years, like I messed up. Nope, it's fire. It's it's the tone of the Comic Con trailer, one hundred percent. That was one of the tweets he sent out. That was Aaron and, sent that. Yes, mm-hmm. he had also sent. Since, since well, first of all, I just got to interrupt you real quickly. Since where this is when did Air start tweeting like a seventeen-year-old black kid from Atlanta? I got no comment on that. But <laughs> on oh, God, or oh, like, <laughs> like it it. But it's weird. Is it not weird? Say, anyway, continue. He said, "Imagine if Todd Phillips' film, The Joker, was reshot and recut because it was too dark. This is exactly, in all caps, what happened to Suicide Squad. Anyone who knows who says my cut did not work owes me owes me to say it directly to me. Uh, whatever that means. Um. So yeah." I do, I do want to find, I do want to make the connection between the Snyder thing and this, but this guy, David Ayer, he's got to shut up because no one, I don't think, I mean, he's trying to drum up something like Snyder did. Snyder did it in a way that we've never seen before and credit to him. Um, some of it wasn't even him. Some of it was just, you know, his rabid fan base uh, getting, getting behind him. But this is, the thing's never happening. So sign to people saying your thing was the greatest movie ever made. Well, we know it wasn't, man. I've seen that Suicide Squad movie. There aren't many paths to that movie being some masterpiece. It just, we saw it. 
So, yeah, nah. David Ayers, we don't have flames and trash on the show. Like, we don't sports talk, but trash. Mm. Yeah, agreed. All right. Yeah, agreed. There's no nothing really to add there. Um, I don't know what Ayers talking about. Real quickly, I'll just say, um, look, I am in favor of Leto's addition to the project because I think the Joker being in this project will make the project better, hopefully. Um, especially if you're talking about trying to add context to who this Batman character is. That's the whole issue with this Batman character is that um, I have no context for why he does a lot of things that he does and what he does is not very consistent with Batman. So if that if adding Leto will help, which I think it should, I'm all for it. I don't love Leto's, uh, you know, his take on the Joker, but this is the world we're in. So I think that the Joker being present in it can only boost the project. So I'm, I'm for it for that. My criticism is state in. Don't tell me this is Zack Snyder completing his vision. That's not what this is anymore. This is clearly him. This is to me, real quickly, this is when, you know, you're about to complete your project for school and somehow you didn't get to complete it and you showed up to, at, at school and you told your teacher, hey, I didn't get to complete it because I had this thing, but is it okay if I give it to you tomorrow? She says yes. And your your classmate goes up there and, and does his presentation for the project, and he gets flamed. They tell you all the things you did wrong and how you got to change everything and how, how you just failed the project. And this is now me having that extra day to complete the project the way now I know the teacher wants it to be completed. Then changing all everything I did. I'm, I'm changing everything. I'm making changes. I say, hey, man, that thing he did didn't work. I'm not doing that again. Or, hey, they love, they, they're saying they want more of this. Let me put yeah. that in my project. This is exactly what's happening. Zack Snyder saw Joss Whedon get an F for his project, and now he's being told to do the same project that he already started, and he's realizing, okay, let me put some things and add some things different so that I don't get flamed like that other guy did. I ain't mad at it, but just don't tell me it's not what's happening. That's what's happening, and that's why I I have that mild criticism for what's going on. Anyway, let's continue, guys, though. Let's move on. Um, There are some leaked photos that have reached the internet uh, that seem to provide new details about the world in which matt reeves the batman lives in uh one photo shows two people dressed up as knockoff versions of superman and wonder woman perhaps confirming that the man of steel and amazonian uh princess will uh exist in this movie verse uh, that we know is not connected to this anything involving Zack snyder or anything involving the other major um dc movies there was also a sticker on a Gotham City taxi that highlighted the year 2019, which would suggest that this is around the time when the movie takes place. So, Sham, if these things are true, are you surprised by either revelation? Uh, so, hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd say those are pretty surprising, honestly. Um. I mean, we know that that uh, Warner Brothers has been. Um, uh, I mean, we know that Warner Brothers has been committed to these kind of sep- the, you know, these separate universes, the worlds of DC, you know, and, and all that, and and having these movies kind of be their own thing, but also sometimes be connected, which is confusing sometimes, but but rewarding in other times. So some people like it, some people don't. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say this is pretty surprising. I think it's a good sign, honestly, a very good sign uh, for this Batman movie. It just gets me more excited uh, for this Batman movie. I mean, I think this Batman, I think 
everything that we've seen and and heard at me at least for me personally at this point with regards to this movie has been nothing but positive i don't think i've seen one thing so far or heard one thing so far where i was like and i I don't like that if anything i've seen i've seen a lot of things that actually shocked me in a very good way colin colin farrell being um being one of them um so yeah i mean honestly i think this is fantastic i haven't seen really seen enough of the movie yet to judge you know because i don't even i don't know what that even means i don't know what that looks like we haven't seen i mean we had a trailer but the trailer didn't show us a whole lot i mean it gave us a, a kind of a sense of a vibe of what the what the vibe of the movie could be um but you know, I mean, we know, but at this point, the trailers sometimes don't really reflect that in the final product. In the movie, My so far apologies. away. Oh, I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, Apple hey, Watch. Hey, what we got going on here? <laughs> oh, Siri, Siri's listening. Siri was like, I don't, I don't like what you're saying about this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the Batman is trash. <laughs> Siri's crashing new generation. Um, but uh, but yeah, we haven't seen enough of this movie to, to for me to really even judge what that looks like. What Wonder Woman and Superman. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> well, even judge what Wonder Woman and Superman being in this movie looks like. So I, I don't. I mean, I can't comment too much about it. But just hearing that, I'm very excited. Based on what we know so far and what we've seen so far, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people are are very excited about this. A lot of people making kind of a big deal of this. To me, I don't. I don't really make much of it because. I mean, look, to me, it feels like kind of a, a, a hallmark kind of thing where it's like, look, we kind of know that I, I I didn't expect that they wouldn't be a part of this universe is what I'll say. You know, like I didn't expect that we'd be in a DC universe where Superman and Warner Woman don't exist. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that is uh, not a surprising detail. I don't think that they're going to play any factor in this universe. Um, but. You know, I, I I definitely it's definitely uh, an interesting thing to kind of see. Definitely, uh, it, I mean, it, it it's something to take note of. But I I don't think it will affect this movie one iota. I just think it's you know it's one of the things pre production you notice. You know, oh okay, so so this is a thing. You know, somebody that's really keeping track of this. But um, I don't think it will affect the movie. Um, I don't think we'll see ever. We'll see any crossover. I don't think that this is necessarily going to show up. This is going to cross over with Henry Cavill or anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think. I, honestly, I think this will amount to absolutely nothing. Okay. Um. Uh. Here's here's what I'll say. I think one because you guys touched on it. I actually was very excited to hear this movie will be set in two thousand nineteen, or at least around two thousand nineteen. Because we, we, we asked open questions on the show about when's this movie set. Because some of the things you look look really old and yeah, seem kind of throwback lights. Got to, you got to, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you know, the show got them. Like, you know, one of the issues <laughs> that, like, it just seemed like, you know, there were some aspects that made the show look like it was in the 60s and some aspects that made it look like it was, you know, or in 2015 or whatever. Yeah, you know, there, there are aspects of it that were a little strange. So, and as we saw some of that stuff look like it was happening in this movie, too. And I'm happy to see, okay, this is kind of present time. That's good. I think that's smart. Uh, and on the Batman, Superman thing, I mean, Wonder Woman thing, I, I don't think it's nothing. I think it does provide context for this Batman. Um, 
I think the notion that there are two superpowered beings who are almost godlike, and one you could argue is kind of a god, or at least a demigod. Um, and then this this guy in a cape and and his car like emerges and is is really becoming the legend that he is. I think I think there are ways to make that context important to learning and knowing about the legend of the Batman as we know it in this universe. I don't think that that's nothing. Um, I think that that was one of the things that obviously, you know, Zack Snyder, I think to his credit, you know, really, really wanted to try to drive home and how that affects and changes everything about the universe that it's a universe that has a Batman and a Superman and what that means for how people's public perception is for either one. Um, Again, I would argue he didn't execute it very well, but I think even just having that just be known and maybe having small references here and there, I think is good to kind of put into context everything we see in this movie. So I, I like that they're in it, um, or at least that, you know, there's that the fact that they, they exist is in it. And in fact, that they exist as not just like heroes, but like they're like established. I mean, you got people dressing up as them in the street or whether it's Halloween for whatever reason, that suggests that these are people that these they are established heroes that have been around for a long time. And this guy Robert Pattinson's Batman is brand new. So how does that kind of juxtapose with like, you know, here are these superheroes that have been established for a long time. Here's some crazy guy in a bat suit who has, seems to have no powers, but also seems to maybe have powers in terms of like, you know, if you're a lamest person because he disappears, he does crazy things. Like, um, I think that is interesting. I think that, you know, something I definitely took note of and I'm excited to see uh, how they end up exploring it. Um Moving on now, though, uh, actor Michael B. Jordan announces he will be teaming up with longtime film producer, rec- director, screenwriter, and comic book writer Reginald Hudlin to produce a static shock film. Jordan told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, I am proud to be part of a bu- of building a new universe centered around black superheroes. Our community deserves that. Outlier Society, which is Jordan's production company, is committed to bringing uh, to life diverse comic book content across all platforms and we are excited to partner with reggie and warner brothers on this initial step so sham are you excited to see jordan stepping in the producer chair to help lead this project uh, ej kendall you guys know i'm hyped for this project yes this is fantastic news michael b jordan's working on the project and i mean michael b jordan I mean, he's. I mean, he's not. He's not. You know, a spring a spring chicken. But so, uh, are you gonna go there? But well, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not saying he's old or nothing like that. Oh no, no, no. I'm just there. You, you trying to say he could be Virgil? Well, no, I was. You want to see? You want to see? You want to see him with the trash can lid? <laughs> <laughs> now you trying to see? Put on, put on the uh, find the find the uh, the, the dread the, the dreadlock uh, wig. <laughs> they they threw out for 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 um for Killmonger. <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm not trying to. But um, but I mean, he is he is among the people that 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 probably watch Static Shock. Okay, yeah, definitely. He definitely. is he is in that that age range of people that watch Static Shock when it aired. Yeah. So he knows he knows what it means to make a Static Shock movie. One hundred percent. He knows. He gu- guaranteed he knows. And he took part in in fa- fantastic passion projects. Involving, you know, powerful black characters. Yeah, icons. He knows what that means. Yeah. He knows what that means. So I, I am a hundred percent, a thousand percent on board with this. I think this is a, this is fantastic news. 
This is going to sneak up on people. I'm telling you. I'm like, mark the date. The static shock is going to sneak up on people. And it is going to surprise people. And this, this is going to be something else. DC, they don't know what they have. I'm going to say it right now. They do not know what they have. Next thing you know, we'll be seeing static. Well, I hope so. Because I, I assume they gave Jordan, yeah. you know, nine figures to do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, we'll be seeing static with Pattinson and... And all these other videos. I'm just saying. I mean, look, oh, yeah. look, we, 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 look, people say the same thing about Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Yeah, it, fair enough. What is he fair doing enough. with the Avengers? Now look, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I can definitely see from a like a Comic Con standpoint. You know, you have a poster, you have Bats in there, look, you have the static shot. Um, static shot is gonna oh, more than Birds of Prey. Or yeah, all, all these other. I mean, they, pop, yeah, they've done. Flicks. Yeah, they've done movies. It's kind of like the Star Wars thing where we talked about Imperial. Like, you know, people say, oh, "Why?" You know, I don't know if we can do Obi Wan. It's like you done Han Solo. You did Rogue One. Like, if you can do those, you can do Obi Wan. Exactly. You can make room. For <laughs> like, if you can do Birds of Prey, you can do Static Shot. Exactly. And it has the same amount of, you know, appeal. Um. So. Yeah, and it's not just Birds of Prey. It's plenty of other movies they've done. Um, over the years that, you know, you could look at a movie that they've thought about greenlighting um, that I would take Static Shock over or just as much. Um, yeah, I, know, I mean, look, Michael B. Jordan being being involved is, is, is definitely exciting. You know, whenever you have these kind of fringe kind of pro- projects that aren't going to be like, you know, you know, a studio's like tentpole kind of film, it's always nice to get like a, a big name involved. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes, right. you know, uh, we don't know what Michael B. Jordan's, you know, production skills really are like, you know, on that level. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like with Space Jam, Ryan Coogler being a uh, a producer on that, you know, gives that gives it that legitimacy, you know, even right. even if they're not directing it or not starring in it. So, because um, you know, Michael B. Jordan's putting his name on something, like he's not gonna he's not gonna let it fail, you know, to some extent, he's not gonna put his name on something that's terrible. And if he does, then you know, it'll be the end of Michael B. Jordan as a producer or director of anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, if that's something he aspires to do, um, like Chris Evans has talked about, um, you know, I, I expect uh, I expect it is going to be good. Um, again, it also helps with, like, the marketing of the movie, so that'll be cool. EJ, you mentioned something. I, it made me thinking while Shamari was talking. I wasn't listening to Shamari. I was already formulating my own thoughts. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow, um, all right. <laughs> but you mentioned, you mentioned something. And I, 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 does the actor that plays Static Shock have to have dreadlocks? Yes. I think that's simple. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. I, I figure you would say yeah. I, I would I, like I would like him to. I, I think it's I think it's a, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not a prerequisite in my opinion, but it's And look, I and I will get a little I'll get a little, you know, um philosophical and kind of social mixed to social in sure. this. Yeah, I, I I think I know where you're going, but yeah. We we've seen, you know, the issues with natural black hair. Yep. I think yep. there's been a great awareness that's been raised about it for over the last, honestly, last four years for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen wrestlers getting their dreadlocks cut on the mat because they don't want to see them wrestling with dreadlocks <laughs> in, high, in high school. We've yeah. seen little girls uh, who are doing ballet, who have braids in their hair, being told to go home because we, we, you can't have your hair in braids like that. It, it's It's... It's just, 
I, you know, not to say that, you know, hey, you know, you got a, a, a fresh fade or a fresh uh, dark Caesar. Like, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's not, you know, that's not black hair still. And that's not whatever. But there's that, that obviously is way more seen to be way more acceptable in our society than dreadlocks, which have been a long issue for a long time. I think to have a black teenager or a young black man um, as a hero who rocks proudly dreadlocks is important, especially when the, the canon is that he's a dreadlock kid. I think that that's. Yeah. I, I think that to 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 not have him give dreadlocks, I think is it the worst thing in the world? No, but I think it's important to do it. I think I think it's important to send that message that yes, even. You know, the, the black kid with the dreadlocks who maybe a lot of some people in this country, in society, maybe was stereotyped in a certain way. That kid also can be a hero. I think that that's important. I think that's a message that they should send. And I think that they should and he will, uh, Virgil, have dreadlocks. I, I mean, I, I, I'm i in agreement, EJ. Um, I feel the same way, um, though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel basically the same way. I just I just said no just because I don't think it's a I don't I, don't, I wouldn't say he has to I wouldn't I wouldn't be outraged if if he didn't have dreadlocks and that's not even to say he can't even like grow out his hair so even if they right. want someone to grow out their that, hair that, and that's the thing but just not necessarily have dreadlocks yeah, that's the thing you know I wouldn't necessarily to have dreadlocks like, hair that, like, <laughs> you know that's the thing because also you're talking about does the actor like have to have it you know historically you know or do, or do right. you tell him. You know, grow out your hair and will will make you into make it into dreadlocks for the movie. Like for the right. role, the role of your character, you're gonna be, you're gonna have dreadlocks in the movie, right? Whether or not you have them now or not, you know that could be something that could be talked about as well. Yeah. Like in Static Shock, or not in Static Shock, in uh, Young Justice, doesn't he have like cornrows? Yeah, he has cornrows. So I yeah. mean, that's a that's a variation, different, but you yeah. know that's a variation. I wasn't I wasn't mad at that though. That was animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't mad at that either. I mean, because you know, cornrows is another issue that you know, yeah, the same other, same yeah. issue. You know, some that people have worse. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I I, I would. You know, the one the one thing I will say is that we have seen cornrows. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say, Geno? No, I just don't, you just like I just don't want to see him out there with a military cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I, I that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I I don't I don't want to see. I, I think that you know part of the the character choice for when they created Static to have dreads was to speak to his blackness, and I think that it's important to keep that intact. If they're gonna make a change, don't make a change that goes opposite of that. Um, I I think that is I think it's very important to have him at dreadlocks. I I really do. He's not. As you guys said, like Michael B. Jordan's doing this project, he knows what Static Shock is about. I told, I think that was a great point, Shamari. Like Michael B. Jordan is four years older than me, which means that he was even like a little more aware. You know, I was a young little kid watching Static Shock, but I still loved the show. But he was, you know, maybe eleven or whatever, or twelve yeah. watching the show. So he's like into it, but he also has like the awareness to kind of get some of these little nuances, maybe more than I could, maybe being nine or eight. So, yeah. like, it's important. For I think for static for 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 this to to, to go through and I and I agree I I mean you know we I think we argued about this a couple of months ago I I think that this is printing money I I think that it's crazy that DC hasn't done this yet I think it's just it's easy yeah. it's his powers are cool his costume is cool um and there's black, no one else 
Black is in. There's, there's no, no there's no there's no one else like him. That's um, it, it's like it's you saw what what uh what um an animated movie did with Miles Morales. I mean, it's funny when you brought up Miles, I kind of felt like you know, Static to me really is the like the original Miles Morales to me, at least for yeah, my yeah. Yeah, because because you saw because Warren made the great point about see how Miles you know went from a lot of people questioning whether or not this was a good idea to now he's with the Avengers, he's in every video game, he's he's got great uh, visibility, he's in a movie where he's the star. And remember, Static Shock to, to, for the cartoon element was a lot like Miles Morales. He started in his own lane, and people were like, "What is this?" And they started putting them with uh, Batman and putting them with Green Lantern and putting them with or Superman and putting them with the Justice League. And then he slowly gained notoriety to the point where now he's a, a fixture of the DC universe when that yep. wasn't originally the situation, you know. And, and Miles had a very similar trajectory. And look, it just it just stalled. That unfortunately it just stalled after the show ended yeah. because there just wasn't. Now he's again he's a fixture in the comic books, but there wasn't superhero movies like it was. Today, yeah. if, if Static yeah, Shock happened like back then, now he would have been had a movie. This this would have been like, a wrap. Like I mentioned, it, it's 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 an arms race with these things. You know, I mentioned yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago when we talked about this. You know, DC beat they beat uh, Marvel to the punch yeah. when it came to Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. And yeah. I, 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 my hypothesis is that part of the reception for both movies has to do with, in part because of one beating the other to the punch, you know, and yep. Spider-Verse was big and it was a great animated movie. And I think took the wheels out of if DC wanted to do an animated static shock movie, like now it's just, you, you just look like you're ripping off Spider-Verse. You don't want right. to do that, but you can still beat Marvel to the punch with that anime, with a, with a live action version of that character. So Marvel seems to be spinning their wheels a little bit when it comes to Miles Morales in the live action. Um, he's got a video I mean, game Marvel, coming out. Marvel hasn't done Marvel has not done an African American hero as a primary character in any of their movies. They have not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not we, one. I don't know. What we. I, I mean. I don't know. What we consider Blade. I mean, he's going to be a vampire. You know. But. <laughs> but, but I mean, Marvel Studios. I mean, even if we're gonna if we're gonna do that. No. Yeah. Marvel, no. I'm talking about like the 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 future. Oh, the future. Right. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, we don't know when we're gonna get that. And yeah. Blade's yeah. like a. He's in a weird lane in terms of what it is. Yeah. Like I guess yeah. he's a hero, but like he also I mean, Black Panther is an one thing. But, I mean they gotta do they gotta do more than just that. Yeah, of yeah. course. And you know, again, Miles Morales seems like the obvious one, and you know we have whatever this you know Falcon Winter Soldier thing is gonna look like, but and it's um, still not gonna be a movie. <laughs> it's still a yeah. just TV show. You know, exactly. like it's it's you know dc is smart with this uh, i think they should have done it earlier but I'm, I'm happy to do it i'm excited uh shout outs to reg hudlin he's been uh, in this game for a long time i'm hoping he'll be able to give great guidance and help out this project with michael b jordan massive shout out to him on this project yep. i'm looking forward to checking it out man should be fun all right last uh segment for today's show tatiana malzani orphan black star widely reported to be playing jennifer walters and she hulk she now says that those reports are false. During an interview with the Studebaker Star, which I've never heard of, I just want to make that clear. Um, she said, "Quote that actually isn't a real thing regarding the casting of She-Hulk, and it's like a press release that's gotten out of hand. It's totally not true. I've been connected to these things in the past, and press has gotten onto it, but it's not actually a thing, unfortunately." This was very surprising, considering you know we've heard people deny rumors a lot. But here you had 
very reputable uh, outlets and 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 you know journals also is the really only way to say it. <laughs> they uh, out here saying that this was a done deal and that she was going to be signed on to play She Hulk in you know obviously the TV show that's going to be on D- or you know streaming service show because I guess technically you don't have to watch it on TV. But uh, the show that's going to be on uh, Disney Plus, and of course in the MCU moving forward, here Kendall, you got Malzani now saying actually that's not a thing. Um, it's it's not true, and that this is a press release. It's like a press release that gotten out of hand. I mean, these were pretty, uh, pretty strong denials. Considering, again, we've had all these reports about how this was going to happen. What do you think is going on? Uh. What I think is going on is tough because this could go in a million different directions. Um, you know, the closest thing we've had to this recent time that I could think of uh, is the Haley Steinfeld kind of, you know, is she or is she not playing Kate Bishop? But that was never really confirmed by anybody, any 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 of the really reputable trades. That was more of kind of a rumor than it was a, a fact. Uh, although you guys said it was a fact, <laughs> no, no disrespect. But uh, but that was that was more of a rumor, and you know she hasn't really she didn't come out and say it wasn't true. She just she's just been ducking and dodging it for months now, um, yeah. which is what which is what I talked about with um, with the initial story where I'm like that's with Spider Man where that's typical that's typical Marvel. You know, when an actor or an actress, you know, is involved with something Marvel related, they just, I'm not answering that. NDA reasons, you know. <laughs> but this is, this is her, she wasn't really ducking and dodging. She said, it's not true. You know, it was almost a hint of disappointment in her comment of like, man, unfortunately, that, that none of it's true. Uh, not happening. Makes it sound like maybe there were some negotiations that were not finalized. That's my guess. Is that they, they had discussions about her playing, uh, she-Hulk, um, both internally probably, but also probably with Malzani, and uh, they probably fell through. And I, I don't think, she, at this point, I don't think she's going to be She-Hulk. I mean, maybe she is, and that would be quite the turn to go from it's not happening to, um, to uh, you know, two weeks later, Marvel coming out with a press release <laughs> announcing her as She-Hulk. Because I don't get the, what's the what's the value in that? You know, like Benedict Cumberbatch didn't come out and say, I'm not in Spider-Man 3. Who said that? I'm denying that. You know, like, Jamie Foxx didn't come out in denial. I'm not in Spider-Man 3. Like, he, he, Marvel didn't announce it. That was announced in The Hollywood Reporter, but he's not going to turn it down. He's not going to deny it. It's true. Like, he signed on and it happened. So, that's my thing. I, I think that this is not true. Um, I don't think she's, she's going to be playing She-Hulk. So, you know, back to the drawing board. Uh, a little bit of a surprise. Um, something happened, though. Again, what happened seems like it must have been a, some sort of contractual thing, but I don't think that... Hollywood Reporter got it wrong, or Deadline got it wrong, Variety got it wrong. I think that they just think these things take time, they, they develop, and it broke down over time. Hmm. Um, uh, now, just to counter your point, Kendall, we did have um, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian come out and say, I'm not The Mandalorian. Yeah, he did say that, man. That was a good one. Yeah, he was The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, was good one, yeah. Um, so which I don't, I don't, I still to this day I don't really understand yeah. that. But and I, um, and I and I did see some people say that Paul Rudd had 
denied being Ant-Man for a while. Well, now, I don't know if there was like the reports that he was. Paul Rudd. There was obviously a lot of rumors that he was. I remember the Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. He was. He did kind of like the Haley Steinfeld, where he was on. Was he like on like Jimmy Kimmel and they asked him? Yeah. He asked him and he was like just being very squirmy about it. Yeah. And yeah. he, I think he denied it, but like it was in a very squirmy, like I can't tell you kind of way. So it was like, mm. you know, this. I mean, there's no video of this. Like this is right. this is a, a quote to some like Canadian or whatever, Canadian uh, outlet, but makes it seem as if it was pretty, pretty, yeah, uh, pretty, yeah stand pretty pat, dumb. pretty strict. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I mean that is a thing that happens. I though with the quote itself, I agree. I mean, I think this is pretty much dead, dead in the water. Just she makes it sound almost like it was never a thing, which makes me think that, like you were saying, either there were talks that just fell through for whatever reason, whether it be scheduling conflicts or COVID conflicts or you know uh, money conflicts. Though I, I mean, Marvel has plenty of money, so I don't think that was the issue. But, um, but yeah, I mean that's. Um, yeah, she I mean, it's like me as the actress is, you know, gonna is be, asking for yeah, I mean, asking for way too much. Right. You know, you know yeah, I, I, it doesn't strike me as yeah. that kind of that kind of uh, uh, that kind of personality. You know, she's a TV actress. Yeah. Doing a TV show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know it's like so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a shame. It's unfortunate. She seemed like a decent casting just based on, you know, just visuals, eye test. But um, but I. I wouldn't say there's a zero percent chance that she is She Hulk, but I probably put it now maybe like ten to fifteen percent. She sounds like she's just not playing the character at all. Like this is a done deal; it's not going to happen. Um, uh, which I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, there are other people out there that could play She Hulk and and Feige and everybody else. That, you know, they'll find somebody. Just because Blade's been casted doesn't mean everybody else needs to be casted. We still don't have a Moon uh, a Moon Knight. We still don't have a, you know a bunch of other castings. And so there's plenty of time. So I mean, this isn't like distressing me. This is like, oh my god, you know, there's so much time for them to find somebody else. So we just gotta give them time, and they'll find somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually surprised both of you guys are kind of really strong about feeling like this. This may have broke down. Um, I kind of expected one of you, at least one of you, to be like, oh, no, I think she's playing coy. I, I, yeah, this is weird. I mean, she's really, she's came out really strong about this. And I agree, you know, with the notion that Kendall brought up where it's like, you really don't understand what the benefit is really of being so strong about this denial. I mean, it's not like, it's not something where, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a thing where somehow Malzani is set to appear in, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, WandaVision or... Um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that you know her being, you know, named She Hulk would kind of blow the cover on that. And even if, even if it, if that was true, I don't think that this still would that still be a massive thing if they somehow she showed up in those shows or something like that. Um, she's not going to be a Black Widow, so like it, it just didn't the the idea that oh we can't let these people know that this is happening thing just doesn't seem to be a reason to be this strong about the denial. Um, I, I I tend to agree. I think what happened is they 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 messed up on a number. I think that there was a they were negotiating and it seemed like they were close to a contract, and the money, the years, and whatever the dollars and cents, uh, the commas and the periods they they were they didn't add up. They didn't line up, and I think that this was probably a late last second breakdown. I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise this. I'm gonna raise the percentage more than what you guys are saying. I think there's still a good chance she does remain She Hulk. 
because I don't think Marvel likes being embarrassed. And I think that Malzani doing this is embarrassing for them. And when I say they don't mean like to be embarrassed, I don't think that means that they'll hold a grudge. I think that they'll try to make it right. Just like they try to do with Sony. Um, just like they, they've done in the past in several other you know situations where things didn't seem to be going their way and eventually the fans and everybody got what they wanted. Malzani's casting was met with universal praise. I don't think I saw one person criticize this. So it is She-Hulk, so you know, losing her, I don't think it's like gonna make people now riot. But I think that, you know, it was met with I was disappointed when I heard this. I was like, what? I really was excited to see this. I was getting ready to do my Orphan Black binge, which I apparently should do anyway, because the show's apparently great, to learn more about Malzani. So I don't think Marvel likes to be embarrassed. And I think I think that they'll come back to the table and try to get her back. It's kinda it's kinda like that uh it, it, like imagine being the actress that does play She-Hulk, you know, like it's kind of like Frank Vogel coaching the Lakers, where it's like, oh, they actually wanted this guy to be the coach and that guy to be the coach and that guy to be the coach, but then the money didn't work out, so now we got to hire you, you know, it's <laughs> it's that uh, you know, it's, it's a little awkward. Whoever gets cast to be She-Hulk is gonna be clearly not the first option. Yeah, be, it is. Alvin Bree, Tatiana Malzani type. <laughs> like, uh, the third was the third option. Who else do you guys call? Um, so that that'll be uh that'll be awkward, which is why there is credence to what you're saying that Marvel does not want that awkwardness because maybe it may be tougher to get your third option now. You know, it may have been a little easier if you made them feel like they were the first option, but now it's very obvious they're not. Uh, it may be a little different now. Yeah. Um... And I also don't think they may they they may not like the awkwardness. They're getting a lot of awkwardness now, for a couple reasons. They also had this. I'm not gonna you know. I know this is this isn't related to this topic, but I also had a, a situation with Chris Pratt. The Chris Pratt uh, thing was, was definitely recently. Was yeah, on, yeah, on Twitter, very different situation. But <laughs> but there's a lot of kind of kind of weird kind of negativity <laughs> right. swirling around Marvel right now. Around the cast, around the whole kind of culture, and there's something going on that people don't like. So yeah, you know, people are people are feeling a type of way about it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah, see. The, we'll the, see what the happens. Morale's a little low in the fan base right now. Morale's a little low. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I, I think I think part of the reason why you have that low morale right now is because we don't have any content. You know. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean that's that is kind of their own fault. Now, obviously, it's not their fault about the pandemic, but, you know, they could have decided to try to release, release. Black Widow and Eternals and those movies and digitally. At any any movies, but we've also, they've been, they haven't said anything about any. Yeah, you know, the nature, of, again, the nature. And that's it. And then they've yeah. been leaking a bunch of stuff with Spider-Man, which isn't really them, that's Sony leaking all this stuff. So. Yeah, like Sony, I was about to say, Sony really has kind of saved the day for them in terms of like bringing them back into the fold in terms of interesting news because uh, the Spider-Man stuff really brought them back. But, you know, I, I feel like if I haven't said it before, I've said it. I feel, I mean, DC's been killing them this year. And, and it's not yeah, to be fair. DC, DC, yeah, and to be fair, DC hasn't put out any movies either. But, yeah. again, the, the, the freedom they have with deciding we're not cared so much about one continuity allows them to just announce whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah. And there's not the fear. Yes, there's always questions about how this connects to this, but they don't have that fear of saying, well, if we say this, it's going to get rid of, you know, give away this. We can't do that. And so because of that, DC's had full free reign on just like dominating the headlines with, with new news, new content that get people excited. And Marvel's kind of been stuck 
in neutral. Now, they did get out the, you know, one of the things that they had was Malzani. That was exciting people. They did get out the, the Miss Marvel stuff, which I think did excite people. They had a good, you know, I, I'd say September was a good month for them. That all that stuff happened in September. And then it led right into the Spider-Man stuff. But besides that, it's been goose eggs in terms of any kind of interesting news about Marvel for the most part. And here we have, you know, a situation where, again, one of those news pegs that got people really excited is now apparently maybe not happening. So, yeah, it hasn't been necessarily the greatest year. I mean, it's been a bad year for everybody. So, you know, everybody um, is, is, was due because of the COVID crisis. But, you know, when you're on top, it's very easy for people to sling arrows. And I think what we're seeing is whether there's a Chris Pratt situation, whether, you know, any a lot of the criticism. I mean, there's a lot of criticism out there about just the MCU period on social media. And when you don't have anything to show, like those people, I don't think there are a lot of them, but or they're the majority by any stretch. But those people become louder because that's all we have. The last thing, I, the last thing I'll mention is that uh, when you mentioned the numbers getting maybe crossed up, mixed up, you know, Disney's not doing well financially right now. They've lost a lot of money. No, you know, they've they've had to make some changes to their the way they do things, and you know, maybe something changed. Um, maybe a number, maybe this this may not have been a fight thing. This may have been an Iger down to Chapik down to Al. Absolutely, Moore, could have been. Down to yeah, yeah, yeah I that, agree. And that, you know, this could have came from the board. You know, they could have said, look, the money's not looking good. You know, we got to cut salary in certain places. And they went to her and was like, yeah, that six, that seven-figure contract, you know, we have to drop that a little bit. And um, that might have been a, it might have been a no deal. It's like, oh, geez, we, we agree on something. And now you're telling me last minute to – now that's, that's all speculation. But, you know, obviously, again, we're in a pandemic. Things are, are, are not as cut and dry as they normally have been, you know. Exactly. Um it's a it's a different different time period right now, and I, I think that there's a it's a very good chance that maybe Marvel and Feige and Malzani's reps thought it was all straightened out and ready to go, and maybe Disney was the last one that pulled the plug. Who knows? But um, we'll be keeping an eye on what happens with She-Hulk moving forward. Um, but I want to thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. We really had a lot of fun doing this one. I had a really good time on this show. I do miss, obviously, not having the the weekly TV shows to talk about. No CW shows, no new shows. Um, Hellstrom did begin, and I think we'll start talking about that at some point soon. But um, there's really nothing else going on because that's the nature of what's going on. What are you going to say, Sharon? And you guys got to watch The Boys. Of course, we got to watch The Boys. And, yes, that's something we know. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, and we'll... keep saying <laughs> No one denies that Shamari is right that we gotta watch the boys. It's just we are very busy men, as you all know. I'm not saying Shamari isn't busy as well, but he he found the time. He had the dedication to find the time to to fit in the boys, and and apparently he's lucky to do so. Everyone says that show is great, so we definitely want to check that out at some point soon. But um, that's gonna do it for this podcast. Of course, you can catch all of our shows, not just Hero Talk, but also Sports Talk, the Imperial Broadcast, the Uncommitted Podcast. All on this podcast network, our channel, New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter, New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Follow Shamari on uh, Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. For those listening for sports content from Kendall, you can follow him on Twitter, at NewGenKen. That does it for now. Thank you guys so much for listening in. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.